Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola from NW Marketing, and I'm joined uh, this afternoon by Candice from the Keto Alchemy. How are you this afternoon? I'm awesome. Thank you, Nicola. Thanks for having me. That's right. You're um, an awesome keto coach, which is uh, very interesting, and we're going to find out more about uh, your small business journey today. Um, I want to really dive down because we're going to start talking about small business and transitioning from corporate life into full-time small business. Mm -hmm. So lead me through the first um, part of how you got started with your small business. Yeah, so um, I was in the corporate world, um, you know, kind of done what I thought I was supposed to do, right? Like you come out of college, get married, have kids, build a really good career, which um, I was really proud of, and I worked in the corporate M&A space, so um, super interesting. And I wasn't looking to start a business, like I wasn't looking for an opportunity. I thought the corporate world would be me forever. And um, keto came into my life, it's back in 2016. Uh, when I, I was at rock bottom with my health, like I really needed it. Um, so someone introduced it to me and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And it just transformed my, my health, my life. So from there, I just became a raving fan of the lifestyle and was just share, like people wanted to know, cause I had a dramatic transformation, not only from a body perspective, but also from an energy and mind. It was like, I was a different person. So people of course were asking me like, what is it? that you've done like what did you do like whatever it is I want to know what it is um you know what us women are like with with those kind of things um so people were asking me and I was like coaching and giving advice um for free because these were people that I loved and cared about and I wanted them to feel good too um so it just kind of snowballed from there I started an Instagram page and I was like okay I'll just start to share it I was super private and shy, like working in that corporate M&A space. I was always, it was always in the back of my mind about how I was perceived by clients. Like, you know, the kind of whole social media thing when you, you work in corporate. Um, so being like private and shy, I was like, I have no idea how to do this. I think I had five followers on Instagram and it was like my mom, my three best friends from high school, my sister, um, and just started to be vulnerable and share my story and put it out there. And it just kind of grew and grew from there it started with vulnerability though I would say like you know sharing my story um and yeah just grew and grew from there and um got to the business got to a point where I was able to like, quit my corporate job and pursue, pursue this full time and it really felt like it turned from like a passion project to like a a, a fully fledged small business which I was really really proud of no, that's amazing because it really is hard, isn't it, to, to find a personality aside from corporate when you really are, that is your whole identity, to then have another part of you and, as you say, be vulnerable to share that online and um, to then see people take that up and really identify with it must have been so rewarding because I think that that's one of the best things as a small business owner is to see the actual uptake and people actually identify with what it is that you are passionate about and you were passionate and they could obviously see that. Um, how did you go about scaling though from, um, from the beginnings of the small business to where you are now? Um, what did that look like and, and what was that journey like for you once you transitioned over? Yeah, um, I love that question. I, I really just want to touch on something you, you just said right then because you nailed it when you talked about how it makes you feel. Um, because when I was 
trying to like communicate to my husband even who is really supportive but at the same time when you're like okay I have this idea and I want to pursue this and even my friends and family and they were like wait a minute like you've you've spent years building this corporate career now you're doing this like what and I always explain it to them and I was like for the first time I enjoyed my corporate job right but this this business I felt it in here every time um, I saw another woman have a similar kind of transformation as I did or you know I saw them going from hiding behind the camera to now being in front of the camera with their kids and living life like I felt it in here and that's how I explained it I was like I feel so fulfilled with this small business and this this thing that I'm building that um, I felt it in here and that was what really fueled me through that fear of walking away from that that corporate career so um I just wanted to touch on that because it's you know it's something that you said and I really resonate with that because there's so many fears and challenges you have to overcome and you have to keep constantly going back and remembering why you did it in the first place and it and it was that fulfillment from from other people and how that, that's exactly right because um, the reason I feel that so much as well is a lot of the coaching that we do is with small businesses um, in our Magnify Your Marketing program is working on your why, mm-hmm. you know, what lights you up and, and what did you start it for, you know, to go back to that pure basics of what is your actual vision and, and, and what's your mission to get there because a lot of the time people jump that step. And, yeah. and then they can't really find content or vulnerability or anything that really um, connects mm-hmm. because it's not really authentic to, to what really lights them up. And yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I think it's really important. And you can see, you can see when it's, it lights somebody up and, and, yeah. and that transcends. Yeah. So, so now you can, so you now you've found that and now you're looking at um, how did it scale from there into what it is today, which is huge and successful in so many different countries. Yeah, so so the whole kind of scaling thing was it all starts with like how can you help that one person? Um, and then once I really figured out how I could get this message out there and using social media platforms like Instagram and, and Facebook um, was like really connecting with other people and like how can you help that one? And then how do you turn that into many? Was really kind of how I started. Um, so I'm still always focused, like I've built the business now into 20 countries um, all around the world, but I'm still really focused on that kind of one person, that that ripple effect, because that's how it all starts, right? Like with me, like me changing my life then was able to ripple through. And I think word of mouth is so powerful um, and like creating that ripple effect them through people and but then also like creating a space for people to be nurtured and educated I think was huge for me and setting up communities um especially when it comes to a big lifestyle change because um I was skeptical like when it was first introduced to me I was like oh this sounds too good to be true like I'm gonna feel this kind of way from living this kind of lifestyle and um, so I watched from the outside for months and months before like I took action. So I think that um, from a like a marketing perspective, I created spaces um, through email marketing, through creating Facebook communities for people to be able to to just kind of be around the conversation and see what it's all about um, because they're not going to jump in the first time that they hear about it and um, I didn't and like I completely understand why and um, so definitely from a marketing perspective um, going way beyond like the initial introduction um, and nurturing 
um, people that were curious um, about the lifestyle, I would say. Um, and then using, you know, that would really start to build my customer base. And then I also started to look for strategic partners, like people in um, businesses that were perhaps on the periphery of the lifestyle itself. Like if you just encapsulate like health and wellness, um, I started to partner with people who were in complementary spaces to mine and collaborate with them. Um, and that's really what took me into the, the many different countries. Um, because I, you know, I had customers in other countries, but what really allowed me to build in that particular country was like a strategic kind of partnership um, with yeah, that's it. And that's it, because you're then building trust as well. Because yeah. you're building trust yeah. in their communities and your community can see that you're also part of something bigger and they can see how their lives can be affected by that as well. And I think yeah. communities, you've said that, that's an amazing thing because I think that's what Facebook's been so great at um, in creating those groups. It's now sort of known as the place really where most of the groups hang out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Instagram yeah. for getting the word out there and, and, and um, Facebook for cultivating that community and people, a place where people can go to, yeah, you're right, to really check it out because... I think before you jump into something like that, you really want to know what's going on. And it worked for you. You were able to stalk from the outside and, and see what was happening. And, and you'd hope that people would do that too. And um, most life cycles for a lot of things are 18 months by the time people find out about it, they stalk it, they follow, and, and then they finally make a purchase. So that's something that a group helps cultivate um, along that journey, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and also um, constantly building that group too. Like you can't kind of drop any balls. So with social media, I was um, consistent with content and the value that I was putting out in the world. And it was all based around value, right? Like how can I further educate people on, on what keto is? And um, so the value-driven content that led into like community and nurturing environments and being consistent with that was was a huge game changer yeah it's the value and that's what we're trying to tell a lot of small businesses now um mm -hmm. it's not about the sell 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 it's about providing the value for people to then build trust and to then yeah. know that what they're getting um involved in is something that they can 100 percent back yeah, yeah. i think that that comes it doesn't matter if you're a plumber if you're a tradie if you're a marketing agency or whatever small business you're in, if you can provide value and build trust online, which is why we ask people to show their faces a lot more mm -hmm. now, because we really want to see the people behind these products and businesses, don't we, then maybe mm -hmm. we did before. Yeah, I completely agree, yeah. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, I don't know. It's um, it's one of those things where I it takes a lot of time, but I think it's time um, that's valuable and comes back to you, because that time you you build building those um, the the value offers showing up online, eventually you might be sitting in front of two people like you said with your Instagram page to begin with, mm -hmm. but consistency day by day by day you consistently show up. People know that you're for real and you really do. Um, and you said you showed vulnerability and people could see that um, a little bit behind the curtain, which I think is yes. what a lot of people love about um, behind the scenes, social media stuff, because they get to see what's really happening. Yeah. Um, so, okay, when you've scaled it and now you've got a business that's, that's pumping, now how do you manage family and a small business um, 
because that's always something that um, our listeners always wanting to know tips and tricks about. Not that there's any magic bullet, but how do you manage your family when you're looking at running a small business? Yeah, so that was, the, I would say, one of the biggest challenges in, in building the business um, was the kind of time spent because when you're so passionate and we are right like our business has become our babies and are almost like part of our family and we love them and we want to pour into them and um it I I learned the hard way for sure um so what I share is is because it came through some really hard times and I was so committed to the business and the people that I wanted to serve that I never threw the towel in because let's face it there's so many times where you're just like oh my god this is so hard can I do this anymore and is it for me like especially when I could always fall back into the corporate world so easily um which was my comfort zone right but I was like no I'm gonna do this and just kept charging through but not without challenges And I would say the biggest one at the beginning was with my husband, who is amazingly supportive. Um, But he didn't, I kept him in the dark, really, for a long time, because um, I'd had this, you know, this comfort zone, and he didn't really understand why, why I wanted to do this. Or I kind of kept him in the dark about what my vision was. So I was kind of vision casting myself for like, oh, this is what my future self could look like, what my future business could look like, especially as it really started to take off and scale. And I had all these grand visions of, you know, growing the business so he could retire and, and all these investment dreams, and you know, the kind of lifestyle dreams that come alongside building a successful business but I didn't share it with him so all all he kind of saw was me coming back from my day job quickly making dinner coming to my laptop spending hours and hours and hours and he's like what is she doing mm-hmm. and um at, through many challenging conversations that we'd had and um, I would say it was probably a good six months in that I just kind of sat him down and I got some coaching off a mentor of mine who was like you know bring him in like let him see what your vision is share it and we did we kind of sat down we had a glass of wine together and I shared my vision for this business with him and he was like okay I get it now yeah and I was like whoa like that's all that it took and I think um for me it was a huge lesson in that the people that love and care about you who are really just thinking about your well-being and bring them in, let them in and let them know why you're doing what you're doing um, and what your vision is and ask for their support. And, um, you know, I said that when I brought my husband in and we kind of we we talked about what it would mean. He was way more supportive when I was on Zooms at 11 o'clock at night or getting up at four o'clock in the morning for a European call. Like he was really way more supportive. Um, so I did the same. Then I kind of rippled that out and spoke to my friends and my mom and my family. And they kind of were like, oh, I get it. Um, so definitely share um, with the people that you care about because um, that really took a lot of pressure off. Um, another big challenge would be being mindful about, I kind of, I called them buckets and that's how I referred to them. And so my business was a bucket. Um, My own self-care was a bucket. My family was a a huge bucket. My friends and um, my relationship with my husband, like my marriage was another bucket. So for a long time at the beginning, I was always filling my business bucket. It was like overflowing, right? And some of the other buckets weren't getting 
Um, or they could be plants, right? Like whatever works for you. Like I wasn't watering them. So um, if you think about plants, like they they start to wilt and die. Um, so it, it, again, through hard conversations, through learning the hard way, I kind of realized that um, you have to fill all buckets. You have to give yourself permission. Like, okay, I'm going to not um, spend Saturday morning working on my business instead I'm going to go and get my head on or I'm going to go to the gym um, or to fill that bucket or it might be that I'm going to take my kids to the library take the morning off and spend quality time not on the phone not in any kind of conversations and really pour into my um, my family bucket same with my husband um, over time I started to um not prioritize like date nights and things like that. I'd be like, oh, I can skip it because this call or this meeting is way more important. Um, and again, through through challenges, through hard times, I was like, no, I, you kind of have to prioritize and lock it in. And when I started to get better at, at watering all the plants or filling all the buckets, whichever analogy works for you, my business started to perform better. And I started to feel better and everything was kind of flourishing. It's definitely a juggle, something you have to be mindful of and, um, and be careful what those buckets are too. Um, like really think about what's important for you, your future self, your future business and your future like family and people that you care about and really prioritize them. Like there was maybe in the corporate world, I had a Netflix bucket <laughs> that I ditched when I got, you know, started to build my um my business and even as harsh as it sounds like friends too right like really start to think about the people that you're spending time with um and where you're wasting time um things that you're wasting time like shopping it sounds crazy but um I subscribe to like delivery so I, I haven't been food shopping in such a long time um because I figured that was time that's you know I can spend elsewhere on another bucket that's more important so kind of getting really granular about where you spend your time and you can track it and um, I started that exercise by like tracking like every 15 or 30 minutes of my day and then kind of highlighting at the end of the week oh that was a waste of time it's a bit confronting um but when you really start to track then you can change yeah well that's it I mean it's that old saying um you can <clears throat> what measures you know what's measured you know matters or what's yeah. measured gets changed because yeah. how do you know yeah. you assume you're just really really busy I mean there was a time there in our business when we had clients um we did a lot of retail shopping center clients and a lot of them we were so busy we had extra staff and um, because they were all so busy but then when we looked at actually what was happening there was so much over servicing happening yeah. so we, everyone was busy but they were busy over servicing so yeah. had to, that's when we had to track and we used time tracker software for a full oh. month to see what was actually going on. And then we right. realized that, yeah, if you, if you break it down, we don't need that many people because yeah. of that fact there's a lot of wasted time doing yeah. stuff that really wasn't necessary or stuff that was just over-servicing. Yeah. So you either increase your costs or you reduce your staff and you just work out a way that your business can actually become profitable because yeah. it's the same in your life. The more you just spread yourself thin, it, it's exactly the same. You're just never going to get on top of it. You're going to always feel behind the eight ball. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think communication is a massive one. If you can bring people along the journey with you, and that can include your staff as well. 
Mm-hmm. got staff or virtual staff remote staff making sure that they're along on the journey with you they know what it is you're trying to achieve because only then can um, they really own their journey as well yeah. and I find that's a massive thing uh, we we work a lot with small businesses on their core values because mm-hmm. once you have those set in stone it makes it a lot easier for your staff to understand what you're about and what you stand for and what you won't stand for And that's really important when it comes to building culture. And it's the same with the family. If they know what you're about and what you stand for and where you want to go with your business, they're more likely to support you along that journey. And um, it sounds like you got to that point as well. And I think once you do get there, um, the conversations are a lot more open because you don't feel like you're um, on your own. And that can be a really lonely thing when you're doing a side hustle that's scaling so big, I imagine, or just as a small business owner, straight up, if you're a startup, um, it's a lonely journey if you don't have that support along the way. Yeah, for sure. And then when I think you do you do, do that kind of time exercise and you identify places where maybe you, for me, I was I felt like I was wasting time and it's our most precious resource. Um, it allowed me to kind of open up and create areas of deep work is what I refer it to. And there is a book, I think it's Carl Newport. Um, maybe I've got the author wrong, but it's a book called Deep Work. And um, I, I loved what he spoke about in um, creating spaces. So I actually have like a good two, three hour chunk, um, sometimes three or four times a week throughout the week. And it is called Deep Work. And, um, you know, the, the team that I have, they know that oh, she's in deep work and we can't disturb her unless it's utterly like an emergency. Um, my kids are at school and, you know, my people are aware. So it really, I'm just giving myself permission to really dive into project work. Um, or maybe it's a um, like a creative um, project that I'm working on or a new website or whatever it may be. Something that's like deep work. I turn my phone on airport, airplane mode. Um, I shut down my emails, my socials, and I literally just focus on that one task. Yeah, for that portion of deep work. And that is that would be a, that was a real game changer would be one of my biggest tips as well is creating those pockets for you to be able to, yeah. to go really deep. Because I think otherwise we end up like flying through our inboxes, flying through our messages, meetings, Zooms, you know, all the things that it takes when you're running yeah. a small business. Or, or you're consistently um, responding to beeps and notifications and scrolling, yeah. Yeah. seeing how your reel went and if it's gone viral <laughs> and everyone tends to always be refreshing. Yeah. Um, and I find a similar thing to deep work, it might be the same is um, with the big rocks. Um, big rock work so we used to go through our calendar and set aside uh, chunks like time block- blocking with big rocks so that um, you make sure that you know project work is is a priority throughout the week and I think that that I agree that's a fantastic way to just make sure that you get working on the business as opposed to in it all the time yeah higher level project work yeah. needs to be done otherwise you do not scale you're consistently putting out fires and you get nowhere near your vision so I think that that is a massive one so I love that so the main things we've talked about um, from the tips for managing you know small business life is looking at sharing open communication making sure people along the, the ride with you 
Yeah. Getting those buckets right and making sure all the plants, making sure that you are looking after each of them. Because it's that old saying, if you know, put the oxygen on you first, um, mm-hmm. because obviously no one else is going to be able to survive family life if, if we all crumble too. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, making sure you're time blocking and really putting time aside for growing the business or focusing on the next project or creative to make sure that you are growing it not just consistently putting yeah. putting fires because that will never uh, light you up you'll just um, end up hating your business because you'll be consistently just putting out fires never actually getting closer to where you want it to be yeah for that's sure what I, that's yeah. what i find whoa wow I, that's <laughs> awesome conversation because um it's re-inspired me to get my buckets in order um and have some conversations so thank you very much for that <laughs> So where can people find you if they want to know more about uh, Keto Coach or more about uh, Keto Alchemy um, and uh, get onto you on the socials or website or LinkedIn? Where where should they find you? Yeah, um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. It's um, at Keto underscore Alchemy. Um, And of course, Facebook and I, um, the community that I spoke of earlier, have a Facebook group, which does give people, and you can find it through my socials, gives people an opportunity to kind of just be a fly on the wall and see what it's all about. Um, So yeah, the the group is a really supportive and like non-judgmental space like ask any questions you know just kind of stalk the group have a look around um yeah that's the best way to awesome yes yeah well, it's been amazing hearing your journey because I think people get so inspired by seeing someone else's journey and, and knowing what works for them and taking bits and pieces and, and being able to implement it into their own journey. Mm-hmm. So if people are listening and they're in corporate world and they've got a side hustle, you know, it's a way of, of, of finding what lights you up and, and having people along that journey with you if you can um, as you transition from one to the other mm-hmm. um, and also making sure you're looking after yourself in the process and not burning out by... Um, yeah by any means um so there's plenty of ways you can do that but it just takes some discipline from yourself or finding people to support you um along that way make sure they kick your butt if you're not looking after yourself and make sure some self-love's in there yeah well Candice it's been it's been wonderful to talk so and lovely to have you on the small business cheerleader and um, we'll be following you online to see um how the business grows even more but um thanks for joining us today and have a wonderful afternoon yeah thanks for having me Nicola see ya See ya.